John Merrick joined the squad. He's a, a fan. Wouldn't that be some shit when like you wake up one morning and he's playing the guitar in the like the front lawn over there? We pull up to a modern looking condo in West Hollywood. There's a small gate we swing open as we let ourselves in to a tiny front yard. There's a few knocks on the door, some fist bumps exchanged. What's up? And we're inside the home office of Sherbinsky, a California based flower company that specializes in growing high end cannabis. Will, one of its partners, frequents the city, having spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia, cutting his business teeth in the diamond industry. A casual conversation over drinks one night about his latest venture sparked our interest initially. It was apparent after a few minutes that the whole cannabis industry was and is growing at a very rapid pace, soon to be worth tens of billions of dollars in the U.S., but the storytelling and authentic coverage of the industry, on the other hand, is severely lacking. And that was it. We were invited to shadow the Shabinsky's crew in LA through various day-to-day elements of building their brand. Little did we know that a glimpse into marketing, hip-hop, and Korean barbecue would all start with a casual Sunday meetup in West Hollywood. Sherbinsky's can be considered somewhat of a household name in the world of cannabis. Its founder, Mario, has over a decade of growing experience under his belt. And one of his earliest claims to fame is as an original member of the Cookie family, an iconic group of growers from the Bay Area. They're known most notably for Girl Scout Cookies, or GSC, a now popular strain known for its potency. Since then, Sherb's efforts have yielded what many consider to be some of the most potent strains around. And they carry vivid names, such as Sherbert, Pink Panties, Gelato, and Mochi, most of which are now part of pop culture due to their intense interest from rappers and artists from around the world. We're greeted by Sherbinsky himself, or Mario, if you prefer his real name. Will Toon, who's Sherbinsky's partner, and some of the marketing team, which includes Cookie Monster and G. We're sitting in on an afternoon spent piecing together promotional materials for a small and intimate marketing opportunity with a celebrity. But why would we need promotional materials for weed? Well, as many countries legalize cannabis for various capacities, from medicinal to recreational, there's a race to get in on what's being called the Green Rush. As a result, there's been a massive influx of brands entering the cannabis industry, and the players come in all shapes and sizes. Some are simply slapping on logos to an existing product, while others are armed with venture capital hoping for massive dividends. Regardless of who sets it up, the approach and strategy differs immensely. Some, like Sherbinsky, are on the ground level, while others are taking a more traditional, almost high-end approach. In April 2017, tattoo artist Scott Campbell and his partner Clement Kwan set out to create the Hermes of Marijuana. The brand, Bebo, is focused on high-end vaporizers and edible pastilles. 
they enlisted Hollywood celebrities and high-profile personalities to get behind their cannabis movement, including Sharon Stone, Justin Thoreau, and even Orlando Bloom, whom you might remember from Lord of the Rings. Truth be told, a once-famous on-screen elf selling weed might seem shocking. But the stigma in the Western world against cannabis is eroding with each passing day, and brands are helping the process along. For relative newcomers like Bebo, that might mean elevating the image of cannabis, like we just mentioned. Or, for those in California where cannabis culture has a rich history, they have their own particular approach to marketing. But before we get into that, this story contains some mature themes and occasional coarse language, so consider some earbuds or a private place to listen. <laughs> this one is one of the early ones that... Sorry, the twisties? Yeah, yeah I'll fix it right now. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep the blessing, man. Quarter pound. <laughs> sure, sure, quarter pound. Cool. Quarter pounder? Just tax them a little bit, yeah. Quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> we could actually cut it. Get the orange top with cheese? Oh, because in each uh, it's a We should wait. In a few hours, Sherbinsky and the crew are meeting Young Dolph, a Memphis-based rapper whose Instagram influence is just north of 1.8 million followers. A self-professed connoisseur of cannabis, he's in town for a few shows, and Sherbinsky are preparing a small care package for him. A machine that vibrates up and down, settling ground-up bud into each joint, which essentially act as shells. Each weighs in precisely at, give or take, a gram per joint. And a hundred joints later, they eventually get put into a jar, kind of like what you'd find in a candy store for lollipops. That's a gram with the weight. No, yeah. that's perfect then. But, I mean, 0.7, yeah. This don't really weigh anything, and so there might be a little bit more. Whatever. No one's gonna bitch. <laughs> when Sherm tells you it's a gram, goddammit, it's a gram. <laughs> the thing is, if we have to just pack it a little bit more, that's all we have to do. That's yeah, right. Really? No, it was a gram. I don't know what you guys did to it. Smell that bananas. These types of occurrences, meeting with celebrities, and in fact, people of all walks of life, is a regular thing for the marketing team, including G and Cookie Monster. G provides a rundown. Not just celebrity yeah. industry, any type of industry, the influencers, the shit, I sit with ASAP Barry all the time for Vila, I'm with him all the time, he'll be here this Friday. I sit with people all walks of life. So, you know, we go change the repertoire a little bit, but it's gonna be dope. As we alluded to in the opening sequence, the range of Sherbinsky consumers runs the full gamut. From high-profile rappers to the horology and fashion god himself, John Mayer. There's a piece of where I, I was sitting down at Cash, and he was like, well, well, and he got up and walked over to me, and, then, and everyone was like, how the fuck do you know John Mayer? I was like, dude, he smokes no weed. <laughs> it's crazy. He, he made a comment on my Instagram and other yeah, people just people seeing that. About like, that like, Sean Mayer smokes mochi. For Sherbinsky, he's been doing this for more than a decade before the taboo surrounding cannabis started to lift. And despite the industry going legit, he still maintains a guerrilla marketing approach. It's a very street team style of growing a brand that relies on things like screening your logo on tees and seating your homies. 
One of the team's greatest assets has been its ability to keep an ear to the ground. This has meant a long-standing credibility for the likes of Cookie Monster, G, and the rest of the Sherbinsky team. Cookie Monster describes his relationship with people like Lil Hoodrich Keem and the impact he's had. I got a good relationship with Hoodrich Keem, who smokes heavily with Amigos all the time and talks about me. So they always call for cookies anyway. Then the new strand comes out, like gelato, they want to get it from the source. They ain't going you know, sugarcoat shit. Yeah. They know what's up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Streets are always gonna know what's up. So my bro, Lil Hood Rich King, he keeps running around Atlanta, does all these mixtapes and make sure he's in all of their ear about us. It's like, it's a bigger reach. It's like, we'll never know how far the reach is. Sherbinsky talks about the authenticity of these relationships, which have surprising trickle down. When big supporters of their product, when the Migos and Young Dolph know, the millions of people that follow them know too. And it's not just about customer referrals either. Young Dolph happened to name his album Gelato after one of Sherbinsky's strains. And now that Atlanta's hip hop scene has captivated all of pop culture, it effectively brought cannabis brands like Sherbinsky into the limelight with it. Really, these artists are people we just have relationships with, you know, and it's not, it's not people that, uh, you know, we just go and particularly target. Like, like Dolph is, is actually friends with Cookie Monster, you know, and, you know, there's like a, a relationship there. The fascinating part about all of this is that while weed is finally earning mainstream respect, Sherbinsky and the crew speak about the so-called day oneers. People who openly supported cannabis culture, you know, before it was cool. And uh, now to see it on this level, it's, it's amazing. And I think these artists, they grew up with this as well. A lot of these people are from L.A., the, the Bay Area, that, you know, these musicians, these, uh, these are other artists. They've, they've experienced this cannabis in their lives since high school. It's not even you guys. Yeah. The other night, Grammy, we, were, we had Snoop, the OG. He's, he's, smoked, he's been smoking for hell long, bro. Like The day oneers. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and then to pull out. Even Snoop used to call me 17 years ago to come up from NorCal, bring that back. So, okay. so, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of history there. Like. After packing a hundred joints and a few large clear bags worth of flowers, we get everything together and lock up shop. We pile into our rented Toyota and make our way up to the Hollywood Hills. So whose spot is this? My spot. Oh, that's where we're going. Oh, this yeah. spot? Oh, this oh, is this a rented... Um, probably Airbnb. Yeah, it's probably oh, a rented okay. house for a party time. Probably something tight. I've probably, be, I've probably been there. I, I, I recognize the address. <laughs> where haven't you been, Willie? I mean, in LA, that's supposed to be dope. Probably not. <laughs> well, let's go make this place dope. On the way up, we talk about the celebrity interests of rappers and entertainers in the cannabis space. With falling music sales, they've turned to everything from clothing to alcohol, but cannabis is the next frontier of endorsement and brand creation for entertainers. A lot of these rappers and artists and not even also entertainers, you know, they, they see it as a business for themselves. They want to get involved with, with people who are doing good business or making good products and they want to align themselves as well. Because there is a crazy, crazy revenue stream for them, you know? I mean, that's the thing about music is like, you don't actually make money off your music. You make all the periphery yeah. stuff is where you make your money. As mentioned before, a day oneer like Snoop is in for a potential windfall with the rise of the cannabis industry. 
Snoop is, um, you know, him licensing his name on all these products in like the next four or five years, he's gonna already made more money off the licensed products than he's ever did in his music career. That's so crazy. It's crazy, right? Like the the, the goal that they're, they, they pitch Snoop is that in four to five years, his licensing money from just this industry is like, you know, 56 million a year. Like crazy, something That's stupid. Insane. <laughs> something insane. Celebrity endorsement coincides with a more commercial intent for cannabis and is certainly both profitable and legitimizing. But even for Sherbinsky, they're taking their next steps with care. Cannabis is still not legal everywhere and it's also subject to only certain kinds of usages depending on the state. As of now, it's still not recreationally legal in California. This factors in to how you can market the product. A direct marketing campaign could put a big target on the brand's back. So until then, they've positioned Sherbinsky as a lifestyle brand. Its infamy is because of its flower. But before things became officially rec legal, there's apprehension in being overly forward in promoting that side of things. Instead, the more holistic approach would entail building a full-fledged lifestyle brand. Will talks about working with some partners on the evolution of Sherbinsky. I gave him a list of a product line of, you know, home goods and everything that we need to do. And then I've been working with different designers on the apparel side. Because we need to get, you know, gelato tees and hoodies and hats and all that kind of stuff. On the accessory side, like, I want to, you know, I, I want a guy like what Supreme does. I want to team up with companies that are already there and do collabs with them and just make an either brand new product or a product that they already have. As we finish looping around the winding roads of the hills, we arrive at a home where we're meeting young Dolph. Up to this point, it's unclear where exactly we're going or whose massive mansion this is that we've just parallel parked next to. Mental pictures of Scarface mansions begin to play through my head. Outside, there's a Bentley getting hosed down and cleaned by an on-demand car wash service. There's a sense of tension in the air, for us anyways. And on Blake Hansen, sources tell Channel 9 the shootout stemmed from a dispute between rappers. Reporter Deshaun Brown spoke with neighbors. That happened to young Dolph the week before. As we walked in, there was his entourage throughout most parts of the house. We settled in the dining room where more than a dozen guys were huddled around a big table. And there was naturally only one way to break the ice. Light one up. Soon, it became an endless cycle of puff puff pass. And it was hard to keep up. I found myself taking small hits the entire time just to maintain. Those bombers will turn the whole club into zombies, man. They'll just be fully exposed. No wax, no fucking no wax. Shadow, I gotta feel like it, though. That's when the energy in the room began to lighten up when Sherbinsky stood up and began to chop it up with young Dolph. The conversation was casual, and Will introduced us to the people around the table. 
Yo, Dolph, I'm Will, by the way, from Shabinsky as well. I just want to say so, This is our editorial team from Macon. They tell audio stories, bro. I think it's a real good look, you know, to promote Dolph and what we're doing across. It's clear that Dolph's interest in cannabis comes from heavy consumption. Naturally, his expertise has led him to seek out some of cannabis' finest flour. Cookie Monster and Young Dolph discuss his flavor palette that's been refined through a wealth of indulgent experiences and how he eventually fell in love with the gelato strain. But what, uh, what made you like the gelato, you know? I just had fun with the taste. Yeah. Man, they smoke an OG for so long. Mom's ass. That's what everybody was Everybody that had jumped on OG. It's like even like in the Bay and shit, they wouldn't even. They were like, nah, grapes. You know what I'm saying? But that's why, like, I still don't smoke some Granddad right yeah. now. Yeah. Cause I smoke some fire Granddad, but I ain't seen no fire Granddad in a long time. But they was smoking OG for so long. They just wanted something different. They just lot of shit. This shit can't do. It's different. It's about the taste. You know what I'm saying? After that session, the inevitable discussion was where to eat. As murmurs of barbecue went down, Memphis-born and raised young Dolph couldn't help but be interested. Barbecue. Some barbecue. They got some good barbecue. <laughs> Korean barbecue. Oh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. It's, good. it's really good in LA. It's the best. It's the best in LA. Where is it? It's fucking down in K Town. Or even though there's one in Beverly Hills, that's good. Called good Cat as hell. It's good as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm Asian. I eat Asian stuff. I tell you. What is it called? It's good. What? What is it called? It's called Gamwa. Over on uh, on La Cienega. It's right by the SLS. It's an experience. Okay. It's got the yeah. little grill. And, you know, they bring out all they the... They cook it for you right in front of you. Oh, yeah. Tea. Yeah, tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. How you spell But before we left, there had to be an exchange. The day's work from earlier this morning, the jar of joints, the bag of flowers, it was about to change hands. And this was what the whole day was about. This was the Sherbinsky seeding their product session. They needed to get it into the hands of young Dolph. Hey, let's pull off. Grab the drawers, you want to switch out the drawers, bro. You want us to leave this? We can leave this jar here for now, for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go put that good in there. And last but not least, the obligatory photo session. Because as any good marketer knows, you need to get pics. You do it for the gram, right? Oh, you said you want to get a picture? Yeah, we got a photo. Yeah, you guys want to get in a shot together? Hold on, man. Where my shades? That was it. Rolled 100 joints in the morning. Spent the day hotboxing with Sherbinsky in the afternoon. Met young Dolph at a Scarface mansion in the hills. Smoked some more. And got picture proof of Sherbinsky and Dolph for the gram. As we're heading out, the more important question comes back around. Uh, do you guys want to go eat? Sure. Yeah, let's go yeah. get some food. Yeah, let's yeah. just go eat there. Down in Los Angeles.